0: This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. The practice of preserving food via canning, which has been around for two centuries, isn't just for companies at the top of the food industry. It's experienced a strong revival in interest among hobbyists and influencers since the COVID pandemic. Today, we'll talk with someone involved in the canning industry, as well as someone who enjoys canning at home. Joining us now is Tim Toohey. He's the owner of the Kansas City Canning Company. Tim, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for
1: having
2: me.
0: Gracie Lawson is also with us. She's a home canner preserving not just food but the important traditions of her own family. Gracie, good to have you too. Good morning.
2: Thank you. Nice to be here.
0: Well, for both of you, I'm wondering what is your background and introduction to canning, Gracie? How did you get involved with this to begin with? It's a long family thing, it sounds like. Well,
2: on my husband's side, mm. I am um, grew, grew, growing up. My parents never we didn't they didn't can anything. When I got married 41 years ago, my Husband's family had been doing it for years. They always had a big garden. They canned, you know, green beans, beets, you know, mostly vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they got older and and um, weren't able to do it anymore, or weren't around to do it anymore, um, my husband decided that that was something he would like to continue. Yeah. So we started gardening, and we started canning. Now, when his father passed away, we could ask his mother what to do. So mm-hmm. she was a big help. And then we lost her and we've just continued doing it.
0: But it sounds like you sort of fell into it here and you enjoy it. I very much enjoy it. You know, my memory of canning was always like in the summertime of yes. Minnesota where my parents lived and it'd be 90 degrees outside and mom would be canning and the whole house would be 120 degrees because she was doing all the canning in the house. But it was wonderful smells and a wonderful tradition, right? That's
2: the way it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Tim, how about you? How did you get involved here?
1: So I grew up in New Jersey, and that's why sometimes it sounds like I I talk with peanut butter in my mouth. Um, (laughs) But the people who grew up across the street from me were my babysitters, and they were both first-generation Italian. Um, And They and my father both had small gardens, and at the end of every growing season, we would can tomatoes. It was mostly tomatoes at that time. Fast forward, multiple lifetimes, and I went to culinary school. I wanted to get back into uh, canning, and I saw an opportunity here. Is tomatoes are tomatoes usually the way people start? I think so. It, it, it seems strikes it, me that way. It's the the most most approachable. Um, yeah. Keeping it super simple, and they're very easily usable um,
0: through yeah. the winter time. So, what do you do it? I mean, what does it mean to you, Tim, to be so involved in this?
1: Well, I think you just kind of hit hit the nail on the head with that one. There's there's an, uh, a matter of nostalgia to it. Mm. You know, when when you think about canning, it's a job for sure. Um, and they, but it has a, 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 a some tradition to it, right? You know, when you think about it, when people approach us at the farmer's market, they're always saying about how they remember canning with their grandmother or their family or yeah. whomever. Um, and to be able to connect to people through food, um, is super special and it's
0: amazing. Gracie, these days when you can, do you do, do it with friends or family?
2: Mostly my husband and I, mm
0: hmm, just sometimes the two our of you daughter, doing
2: it. yeah, sometimes our daughter will come over and out.
0: Do you have to drag her into it, or is yes. she interested in it? Yeah, <laughs> no.
2: she doesn't like the smell because she comes. She's come over, and I've shown her how to do green beans, and she she helps with that. She she'll help with anything we ask her to, but we we don't ask. She doesn't enjoy the smell of beets when they're cooking, ah. so she tries to stay away for that one, but well beets
0: are kind of tough let's just be honest that can be tough for anybody that's
2: true (laughs) (laughs) so
0: tim if i want to get started with canning what materials do i need to have to get the whole ball rolling here you just need some fresh produce a big pot and some glass with some lids
1: um the glass and the lids are usually readily available at your local hardware store Mm -hmm. um but that's really it And and the whole point of canning is to do what what are we doing here Extending shelf life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so the, the main idea for behind our, our business is to reduce as much food waste as possible and to work with as many local farmers as possible in order to, to, to get to that goal. Um, and really and truly, we're just trying to do our part mm-hmm. in the system that the way that it's set up um, to help farmers so that they're not wasting their hard work. Are farmers diving into this as a result of
0: what you're talking about here?
1: Well, ideally, I'm trying to help them get to that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, I work with Mike Pearl in in Parkville, um, and whatever he grows, he's able to. If he, he's not able to sell it at the market, if he has surplus of anything, then he can drop it off at our shop, and we figure out something to do with it. And we ex- we're able to extend the shelf life by two years. Uh, it keeps it mm-hmm. out of the compost, and it makes sure that he has a a market that isn't ever going to go away
0: do people drop stuff off at your store oh sure you're getting stuff every day and you're canning like crazy there all is, the time there was one time uh talking about beets um where <laughs> josh let's not talk about uh, Beats. <laughs> well, josh yeah. over at uh,
1: boys grow dropped off 800 pounds 800 pounds and this is a couple of years ago when i was all by myself at the shop and days later stained fingers even using gloves um it it took forever and ever but I was able to get through them, and we were able to to preserve them for for sale in my case. But in other people's cases, they're able to preserve them so that they have fresh produce where that then, and they know where it came
0: from through the winter. I was going to say the potential to help folks during winter time when produce is more expensive. I mean, there's something to be said for this, right? The ability to help out folks who aren't maybe so well off with great produce in the middle of the winter absolutely
1: and in our situation we're able to track literally where it comes from and where it's going yeah Um, it's coming directly from the farms through the summer and it's going directly to the local grocery stores and local mom and pop shops here we'll be right back
0: Well, Gracie, what are the steps to, to canning from start to finish? I mean, how long does it typically take and does it differ a lot, you know, depending on the type of produce you're working with or?
2: It, it depends. Um, we do, you know, the vegetables, the, the beets are a very long process. Um, I don't know, what would you, six hours, eight hours? Well,
0: let's just ban beets. Come on, let's just be, we don't need, <laughs> do we need beets in the world? I'm, I'm kidding, of course, but yeah, yeah. Um, What's be- an easier one?
2: Um the okra was very easy when i when I can okra super simple green mm-hmm. beans I thought were pretty easy except that you have to pressure can them or i mm-hmm. i pressure can them. so and um what does that involve? You have to put them in a pressure canner in a pressure cooker mm-hmm. and it has to come up to a certain temperature for a certain number of time for a certain amount of time right and then um it has to get come down it's it's a it's a long process but um it, it that's probably. The most—that's not the most time-consuming, but that—that's the one that kind of I, I have a healthy respect for it because you're using that canner mm-hmm. that things can go wrong. I, I've heard nothing mm-hmm. has ever happened to me, but my—I know my mother-in-law said that a couple sometimes she—I don't know if it happened. I think it happened to her where the thing exploded because you it, she you let it get too hot, or I mean, you really have to be there and on top of it watching to see that the temperature doesn't get too hot in there.
0: What do you enjoy canning the most?
2: I prefer to do jams and jellies.
0: Mm. Is that a whole different ball of wax?
2: Yes, because you're cooking the you're you're cooking the cooking stuff to a certain temperature, putting it in the jars, um, and then those are mostly just water bath where you just have to put them in the water, let it boil for um, you know x number of minutes. Yeah, and then pull them out and, and you're done. What do you enjoy most about the whole process? I think that it is remembering my mother and father-in-law
0: yeah it's pure nostalgia for you yes you can see them doing the same thing years ago
2: yes yeah
0: it's gonna be a nice feeling
2: it is a nice feeling yeah
0: yeah what do you enjoy most about it tim it's your living but what do you enjoy most about it
1: i enjoy when i bring a finished product to a farmer and they enjoy it yeah um yes we have our our customers and the number of stores that we sell to and at this point we're in all 50 states um, really, West Virginia was the last one.
0: Really, yeah, we are we
1: at forty nine for some years. And,
0: and you're you're simply selling canned
1: goods to those outlets in different states. Yes, so we have retail stores in, in all fifty states. Now we have five provinces in Canada. One store in France. No, I'm um, kidding. Yeah, I know. You're, I'm as surprised as uh, you. How many, are. Empo-
0: how many employees does the Kansas City Canning Company have? Six. Now? No six, yeah. And you can do that kind of volume with six people.
1: Out of a 700-square-foot shop. And where um, is your shop? It's down in the East Bottoms. Mm. Um, so kind of the middle of nowhere East Bottoms, around the corner from the Rieger. Um, right. And I have... Uh, it, the building itself was a town topic, actually. Really? Yep. And it's a little diner-looking building, and I have six shipping containers that we use as our warehouse. Yeah. And from there, we're able to produce as uh, enough to... Get it from coast to coast what are your biggest sellers across the country tim uh we just started doing an everything chili crunch so everything bagel spices um with some korean chili flake that goes wonderfully on any eggs leftover pizza noodle dishes um our bloody mary mix is a big favorite and our vanilla bourbon peach preserves and with that we use the bourbon from the rieger distillery Um, vanilla bourbon peach peach preserves preserves. you got it yep um and that sounds pretty exotic for uh, for kansas city (laughs) well there is there's no joke there's there is a bit of education (laughs) with some of our products we make cocktail goods as well so like we do cocktail mixers and they're shrubs and a shrub was a a means to preserve fruit juice prior to refrigeration Mm -hmm. fast forward and hipsters get their hands on it and next thing you know they're making cocktails with it but when someone walks up at a farmer's market that does isn't necessarily familiar with it, there is a little bit of education needs to go into it in order to get people to where they need to be to use it properly.
0: I was use- going to say to what extent do you sell the actual products needed to begin canning tomatoes or okra over the over the you know summer? As far as the fresh produce is concerned Wait, No, just actually the, the the jars and the lids and all the pressure cookers and the basics you need to actually do canning. I mean, we have our shop set up. Um, and I mean, Do you sell that if people the, want to get into the, it, can they come
1: buy the stuff from you? I can point them in the right direction. Okay. Um, although, I mean, that would be a great idea. And I don't know why I haven't had it yet to just do <laughs> You're Kansas welcome. City. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I'll cut you in on that one. But um, Kansas City canning branded stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, no, we uh, we're we stick to just the products, products themselves and a little bit of merch. But yeah. um, as far as these accessories are concerned, I, I'm more than happy and willing to point people in the right direction.
0: Yeah. Well, Gracie, if someone wants to get involved, they're listening to this and they're being inspired by what you've said here today, you know, what, what's a typical mistake people make? How would you advise them to get started?
2: Well, I think maybe, well, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think the thing that I did to 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 do more than the green beans and the beets was I bought a canning book. Mm. And it it has all sorts of recipes in it, and then of course you know you have friends that I have friends that bring me peaches. I have friends that bring me you know different fruits, and that's how I got started in doing the fruits,
0: mm-hmm.
2: getting away from the vegetables. So I think maybe just putting out that you maybe would want to try something like that, and if somebody has the ability availability to bring you some fruit, or you could go pick apples for apple butter or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think that you just kind of have to want to look at different recipes and, and be willing to try things.
0: Do you think people get in too ambitious in the beginning and maybe try to do too much more than they're capable of taking on? Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen that happen before. Uh,
2: yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Does that make sense the to you, Tim? Story of my life, lighten <laughs> off more than I can chew. <laughs> I was going to say, you were canning beets for like three months yeah, there. Yeah. And how. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But yeah, no, if people want to get started in it, then it, it, the most important thing is just take that first step and get moving with it. Yeah. Um, visit the farmer's market. Um, a lot of the information is available online, obviously. And uh, we have some
0: uh, uh, some recipes on our website as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you want to do it right. Correct. Sure. Because if you don't do it right, you risk things like what botulism or something like that. Absolutely, right? yes. Yeah. And, and that all has to do with being able to
1: get the correct pH. Um, but when it comes down to it, it's, it's heat and time, um, as with most, (laughs) all cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a matter of heat and
0: time and especially starting out, you want to follow the recipe to a T. Have you ever screwed up and made a big mistake in there and Mm -hmm. and gotten yourself in trouble, Gracie?
2: Yeah, we, one year, very early on in the beets when we were doing the beets we didn't know what we were doing mm-hmm. and so we just put the you have pickling spice that you that we use for that because we use my mother-in-law's recipe. Yeah and we didn't put it in a cheesecloth and dump it in there. We just dumped it in and It was like a whole lot of Christmas in your mouth. It was terrible. Oh, boy. Yeah, Yeah. it was awful.
0: Hey, how does commercial canning differ from home canning? canning? Tim, you you deal with this all the time. Um, In our situation, not by all that much. It's just bigger
1: batches, Mm -hmm. um, more hands. And at this point, we have a couple machines um, that help us to do filling, capping, uh, and labeling. Um, But we're still working with a water bath. And at this point, I'm working on an expansion, new building. And um, no. yep, we're, we're putting no up 6,000 square feet. I appreciate that. That's going to be exciting. You. Yeah, I've been talking about it for like three years. And now we're like really moving forward with it. It is exciting. 6,000 square feet. Yep, 6,000 square feet, 20, 2,500 of production space. And yeah. it's going to allow us to buy more local produce from the farmers that we already work with and continue to preserve what we can. Do you offer classes to the community? On a very limited basis. Um, th-
0: you've thought about it, though. It sounds I've, like well, more. Well, I've
1: done a few for KCUR here. Um, it, it was auction items, uh, and it usually involves me going to people's homes, mm-hmm. and it it's like a little pickle party. Um, it seems <laughs> like people enjoy it, and... Yeah. Uh, but, yes, on a very, very limited basis, and that's just a matter of time.
0: Yeah. Gracie, just quickly, I've heard that you've experimented with adding less salt to your recipes. What other modifications can you make to create healthier canned foods?
2: Well, less sugar. Um, I want mm-hmm. to, this summer, try to um, can the jellies and stuff with a sugar substitute. Mm-hmm. Because my husband and I are both diabetic, so we shouldn't be having all of that sugar. So you're, you're experimenting with that. I'm trying. Yeah, I want to this year. I have a cousin that does do it. She, but she lives in Georgia, so I can't like hang out with her to do it. She'll have to walk me through it. But I have, I have um, some tips for you too. Do after you good this, if you like. Good, You'll be yes, talking I after
0: the show here. Yes, that was the voice of Gracie Lost in a Home Canner and Tim Tui, owner of the Kansas City Canning Company, that's about to expand. So again, congratulations on that, Thank you Gracie. Very much. So nice to meet you, and Thank thanks for coming in and sharing your thoughts on canning here. I appreciate it. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancart, and Hallie Jackson. Our interns are Lauren Texter and Gabby Martinez. Paul Nakatura works our board. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.